The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Deb. And welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, coming to you today from Asheville, North Carolina. Let's walk on over and see whose paddles are in the fence today. Joining us from Collingwood, Ontario, Canada, just a couple of hours north of Toronto, it is the owner of Third Shot Sports and pickleball coach, Mark Rennison. Mark, how are you today? Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for being with us and also joining us from parts unknown because he's he's out tooling around in a motorhome somewhere in the desert. The John Madden of pickleball, Mr. Wayne Mugley. Wayne, thank you for making time for us today. Anytime, Chris. No problem. We are coming off the Nationals and Boy, I hope your voice is rested up, Wayne, because you did an amazing job calling that final weekend there all three days, and you were you were on the mic constantly. Did you have a good time? Well, you know, I had Dominic alongside me, nice young man, uh, great play-by-play. Uh, my concept is I like to do a little background of the players when they're playing, and so that was enjoyable, and then do a little bit of critiquing, but there wasn't much to critique this year, let me tell you. They had a great, great court. We were sitting up about 10 feet above the court, cameras all around us, and uh, a lot of people listening had headsets. I'd never streamed live or talked live, so that was interesting, and I'll give you some numbers in a minute. Yeah, I, I could tell that uh, when you would say something, the crowd just immediately reacted so you could tell that they were listening in and following along with your call this year as you do every year you made it so much more enjoyable than it even already is to watch and i love the background that you do give and the color that you do bring oh, i appreciate that and uh mark I, we were just talking a few minutes ago uh your experience uh do you enjoy the nationals it was quite something. I mean, this was my first major tournament. It was my first nationals that I'd played. You know, I expected it to be well run and, and a big event. The level of professionalism with which this tournament was run blew me away. And whether that was the organization uh, from the volunteers, whether it was the way that the matches were called and how everything always seemed to be on time, whether it was dealing with USAPA staff, the co-tournament directors, Justin Maloof and David Jordan, I mean, we're happy to make time to, to talk to you or answer any questions. It was really something. Now, I know the venue was the uh, a brand new venue, first time that the Nationals were held there. It was almost a uh, stadium court. When you have that where the where the people can look down and see everything developing rather than from a, from the same height as the players. And the other thing, and they were all individual courts. You know, you weren't playing side-by-side courts with the ball coming in and interfering. 
that'll break a concentration or, or trend in any game. So the facilities themselves are beautiful. Uh, a little bit of wind in the afternoons every afternoon because being in the desert. But in the stadium courts, it wasn't so bad unless you lobbed. If you lobbed, it got up in the air and it just took off one way or the other. It could go four or five feet one way or the other in a couple of those days. But that only lasted about an hour. But when you figure they're running two to 300 games a day, that's a lot of games. And they had a lot of courts. I don't know. I found it just very, very well run. And of course, I've been involved with it since the first one. Every year it gets better. Better. At one point, there was a rain delay. Was that on Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> it poured pretty good. Uh, they had to actually finish up the singles on Monday, and most people were gone. They had flights to catch, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of these young people still have to go back and work and, you know, pay their Social Security so I can stay retired, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> the weather app was the most important app on all the cell phones that day. <laughs> Watching the rain come in, I tell you, everybody says, what'd yours say? Well, it's said the same thing yours is. Well, it looks like it might go around. No, I don't know, man. Look at that big well, it's white, yellow in the middle, you know. I mean, <laughs> the other outfit, everybody's, everybody's buddy that day. Everybody, not in the iPad, so. How did everything uh, go in terms of uh, the refereeing, and uh, did everybody behave themselves uh, uh, on the on the player's side? Any big, uh, I guess, uh, disciplinary actions needed to be taken uh, any time that you saw, Wayne? Well, I'll tell you what. What happens is, you know, when you got three hundred games, you got. I'm going to give a little background. You got three hundred games, so you got to have three hundred referees. And kudos to the people at Palm Creek. I know both Tom and Gene uh, Gerhard very well. They stayed on top of everything, and they're putting people out there constantly. You have to have a heck of a pool. But overall, yeah, everything was fine. We've taught these guys enough times, given enough technicals that they they know better. They know better than to create too much of a hassle. But <laughs> as a referee. You have to uh, allow a certain amount of release. Uh, you know, I mean, these players are, you know, so focused and so playing so hard. Don't take it personal. Just, you know, let them release, move on. It's that yeah. simple. And overall, it was good. I saw a couple of instances that I wasn't too happy with, but I got called on it too because they told me I had to quit refereeing over the air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somebody might have hit a miss a football. And I said, "My gosh!" And I didn't yeah. swear. I, I got to tell you, I didn't swear one time. I said, "He missed a football." And somebody says, "Wayne, quit reffing over the air." <laughs> oh, I was watching one time when somebody rolled into the net. They picked up a, a dink and they rolled in the net, and you called it right before the referee did. It's like, "Whoop! They're in the net." well you know that's i gotta admit that still you know i still enjoy refereeing because i've been doing it for so many years now we're seeing every year we're seeing the level of play go up and up and uh we're seeing tennis people come in mark has a tennis background other people pretty much coming in at 5.0 level Gigi lamaster a great win on her part uh, in the women's open doubles and and her partner sarah is it onsbury i think it's just ansbury yeah ansbury and she comes in and this is her first nationals and then she you know walks off with women's gold is it time to start thinking about something other than just a 5.0 top ranking what do you think wayne are we approaching the 7.0 level <laughs> well probably uh, my personal feeling is of course you got to go higher. I mean, the, the players are coming in. You mentioned just those two. I can give you seven players this year came out of nowhere and top-notch players. Uh, probably the strongest player in all of pickleball on the female side was Simone Jardine. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that much. This is the first year I've seen a lot of uh, two-handed backhands from the females. Unbelievable the hand speed. You have to have tremendous hand speed to do that two-handed backhand. 
And these, and you know, Simone came out of, uh, of Michigan State University. She's the tennis coach there. And so I asked her, I says, uh, are you going to come over to the dark side? She says, well, I use pickleball to go out and that's my night out. She says, I can't give up tennis. It's my job. Well, yes. In answer to your first question, we need to go higher ratings. A 5-0 player over 50 cannot compete with a 5-0 player under 50. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, and that's why the tournaments, and we recommend this a few years back, have gone to the Masters and the Legends scenario, which is over 50 and below 50, so that they can still play for medals with their great skills, and they don't have to play the young kids on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. With these players coming in from tennis and that have spent thousands of hours hitting balls, and everything else, and they're just natural. They turn their bodies when they swing the backhand. They're not planting up at the front line. They're, they're, you know, the biggest problem they have is learning the strategies at the beginning. But that takes two months, three months at their level because they've probably practiced for tennis for all those years. And I do enjoy seeing them come over to the dark side, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> you do have to have a higher rating now. You can't just put everybody in five O. The five Os have five different levels in the five Os too. And you can see it when you go to a tournament of this of this caliber. What about equipment-wise? Uh, I know that uh, the USAPA just came out with some new guidelines regarding paddles and regarding balls. And uh, one of the balls we've been talking about here on the show for the past few months, the green, the dark green pickleball now ball, that has been disallowed. The Onyx Pure Ball, the yellow ball that we've been talking about recently, that has been approved now. It's, it's uh, a able to be used in USAPA sanctioned tournaments now. Um, what are you seeing uh, in terms of equipment? And ter- oh, and also with paddles, I know that there's some uh, some updated guidelines regarding the surfaces, and uh, maybe you can have a little bit more of a rougher surface now, which is going to increase spin. And Mark, you were talking earlier about uh, amazing top spin on some balls that uh, were coming your way when you were playing. One of the nice things about traveling to a tournament like this is having the opportunity to test out a bunch of the different paddles, right? A lot of the manufacturers are there, they have demos. And so on off days, um, you know, you're encouraged to go out and try some of the different equipment. I have to say, uh, that was one of the biggest surprises to me was with some of the new paddles coming out, how much spin you could start to generate. It was interesting to see, you know, the paddles that were out there that people seemed most interested to use. The Engage pickleball paddles, that's Rob Elliott's company out of Florida. You saw a lot of the top players using those and those when you rub your hand against it, you can feel that it it has some texture to it compared to some of the smoother ones. What about you, Wayne? Did you get a chance to try out any of the new paddles or, uh, or the new balls that are coming out? I I have, but not at that tournament. The the new paddles, you know, like any sport that's growing, there's growing pains. I agree totally with Mark saying they're they're pushing the edge right now as the rules as they are. And a lot of it stemmed from a few years ago when we started getting involved with noise levels. Mm -hmm. That's what started this down the road technology. Now you have some bigger sponsors coming in with Escalade getting Pickleball now and uh, and Onyx. Uh, They brought in a big, big ton of money. Let's face it, money came in. And uh, so now the equipment has to match it. You got Wilson starting to get involved. You're going to have big names, big names, big money, big development. It's a growing pain of a new sport that's going to expand even more. Well, and I like the USAPA's stance on it in that we're going to change the rules and interpret the rules in whatever way we feel protects the integrity of the game as it was originally intended. Right on. And that was probably one of the reasons for putting the kibosh on the dark green 
pickleball now ball because people were saying eh, it's too lively it bounces too high it's taken away my soft game it turns it more into a power game and i think that you know i mean i don't have any any testimony to back it up but i think that that may be the reason why they said nope it's out of here mm-hmm. that was my first reaction to hitting the balls exactly as you stated uh when i hit the balls at uh, at brigham city and i didn't say anything uh because they're still you know they're still trying to figure out what's legal what isn't legal i go back to the days they used to take the pickleballs half of them and meld them together and they were so hard that they take your knuckles off. <laughs> you know, I'm an old timer. Now, another aspect for a national tournament, as the sport grows, what do you think about, uh, I guess I guess the argument would be stamina versus ability. Because sometimes you think, boy, these people, they're starting to play at 8 o'clock in the morning. And... <laughs> It's going to be, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night before they determine who the final champion is. Would it make more sense to play until you get to a certain point, maybe the top eight or the top 16, and then, all right, let's call it for today, and then we'll come back tomorrow, and then we'll play the semis or the quarters or, or the championship game. We'll play that the next day as the sport grows and as the talent level keeps increasing. Would it be better to take a little time off to see the very best play in the championship match what do you think wayne two years ago we tried that at the tournament of champions and they've tried it at different times for the tournaments here to play all the gold medal matches on one day well the problem we had was many fold one of them is a lot of the players are playing in two and three of the championship games uh-huh. let's look at scott moore i mean at the tournament of champions he won all three events mixed singles and doubles you know, and so we found that in the long day, and, you know, if you try it at the end of the day, they're playing, you know, it's not fair to their partners in each, because if they got hurt in one, it screwed it up for the next one. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is we have so many matches, I, you know, I don't know the total answer, but I know that I've said many times these people start at eight o'clock in the morning, they play two and three and four matches, and then they have a three or four hour break, and then they got to come back and play three or four matches, and then they got to get into the loser's bracket. And then the winners are sitting there, and if you listen to the comments, nine times out of ten, when they're playing in the gold medal match, they've been sitting there for three or four hours. The people coming through the loser's bracket are fresh, not fresh, but they're coming Mm -hmm. out of a game where they're in the mode of playing and playing and playing. And if you'll notice, and it's a majority of the time, the the winner's bracket. It takes them a game to warm up, doesn't it? It does. And a lot of times in that gold medal match, to get their emotions high, they'll lose that first game. And mm-hmm. then they got to come on and win the next two. or And then, of course, the other team has to win two out of three to go to the 15 game. So, you know, the answer to it is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is certainly an honest answer. I know I don't like the long days, and I see it in these faces. I mean, I talked to Marcin, who's in excellent shape, you know, ex-Davis Cup player from Poland. And when they finally called it that Sunday night, mm-hmm. I said, how you doing? He says, my body's a wreck. Uh. Not only are they playing long all day, but they're playing seven days. This is the first year they had a break in the middle, but they're playing six and seven days because they want to play everything. You know, I mean, pickleball players have no common sense. <laughs> they want to play. just want to play. I mean, come on, guys. You know that. You're getting ready to walk off the court with your heads hanging down between your legs. Your back's hurting. Your feet are aching. Your knees are throbbing. And somebody says, hey, Chris, 
Hey, Mark, you got one more? In I here? got one oh, more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> First, my wife's got to use the ligament on you, liniment on you. We have no common sense, but I don't know the answer because these tournaments are short, very few sponsored people. So you got to pay to get there. You got to pay to play. You got mm-hmm. And a lot of the players in the first rounds know they're not going to make it to the finals. So they play for the love of the game. But the other players, they're playing seven and six and seven days. I'll tell you in the old days, and I can only do this because I'm a senior. These guys used to play this national tournament and then come over to our place at night and play at night with the locals. <laughs> now, you tell me, and I had them all over my house one night. I had 25 of these top players in the country over my house. I fed them some, you know, um, soda water and, you know, that stuff that comes out of England and some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. And some out of Napa Valley stuff, you know, that stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting around and I says, Why? And to a man, they all went around the group and they said, it's for the love of the game. We just love to play pickleball. That's why the money isn't important. It's bragging rights, switch partners every other day. It's playing for the love of the game. We all become cult members. It's that simple. (laughs) Wayne, as always, it's always exciting when Nationals Weekend rolls around, not only knowing that you're going to see the best pickleball in the world being played, but that we're also going to hear your commentary throughout. And it just, uh, it makes it just a, a fun weekend from beginning to end. So as always, thank you for that. The only promise I'll make is in the future, I'll try not to referee when I'm on the air. (laughs) (laughs) And Mark, we look forward to you uh, not only being here on the show some more, but uh, also seeing your appearance next year in the Nationals. And uh, you've got this year under your belt. And so uh, look forward to seeing what you've learned and how you use that to go even farther next year. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. I'm already out uh, practicing. Gentlemen, thank you again. We look forward to talking to you both again real soon. And thank you, Chris. And as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us today as well. Do you have an opinion about what we discussed today? Maybe a a suggestion, a topic you'd like to hear us discuss here on the Pickleball Show? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Email us anytime at mail at pickleballshow.com. That's mail at pickleballshow.com. You'll find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash pickleballshow, twitter.com slash pickleballshow. And don't forget about the good old website, It's pickleballshow.com. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. And if you feel it's appropriate, go ahead and leave us one of those coveted five-star reviews, which boosts us up in the rankings and makes it so much easier for other pickleball players around the world to find the show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show was brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. Free pbxclub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.